Hello, and welcome to Kickout 299. I'm Rachel. My pronouns are they, them, and due to work constraints, I am flying solo today without Alicia. However, today I will be joined by my friend Seb, and we are discussing pro wrestling Noah's faction, Rattels, the storyline of their dissolution through 2018 to 2020, and their relationship with the faction Stinger. This feud really cuts to the heart of character-focused storytelling and demonstrates a masterclass of character development through the art of wrestling. Seb has put in well over a year of research and passion into the storyline and has a lot of really fascinating insight. I'm really excited to discuss it with him and share it with all of you, so let's get into it. So before we begin, I wanted to give a quick disclosure. Although this episode is not about Hajime Ohara, he will be minimally mentioned at the outskirts of the Rotel story. So please be aware of that. With that said, let's get into the Rotel story proper. Seb, you watched what, like 120 some odd matches while doing the research for this storyline? 120 matches, yeah. When I first started, I thought I would have to watch maybe 30-some, but very quickly I realized that the story was way more in-depth than I had given it credit for, and it ended up taking over about a year of my life. (laughs) Um, Despite that, I'm not claiming to be a Rattel's expert. I don't know a lot of the minutia of their history or their pre-Noah careers, but the arc of their breakup from 2018 to 2020 absolutely fascinates me, and so that's what I'm focusing on. The thing about Rattles is that they were a beautiful, dysfunctional mess, and all of them are better off now. All four of them were in separate factions when my interest started in late 2020, but even now that Yohei and Harada are in the same faction again, it's clear how they've grown since the last time they were allied. All four of them have taken the lessons and mistakes from Rattles and used them to inform their progress, and although some of them have gotten increasingly horrible and cruel, it's the progress (laughs) itself that's fun to mark. Yeah, honestly, progress is progress. Uh, Character development can sometimes involve the character getting uh, meaner and crueler, and that's the beauty of wrestling. And so, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, that as well. I'm sure that'll come up as we get into the story. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of horrible people, um, after Suzuki (laughs) Goon were ousted in late 2016, Noah announced that they would be open to freelancers. Uh, For my purposes, the freelancers who joined at that time were Hayata, Yohei, and Tadasuke. There were others, but they're not my focus. Hayata and Yohei had been a tag team in Dotonbori Pro and other associated companies since about 2013, and they were still occasionally working together while they were both in Dove Pro. Tadasuke had also worked with Hayata in Osaka Pro, as well as Daisuke Harada, who was already in NOAA at this time. Harada was teaming with Achi Kotoge as Momono Seishun, but on December 26th of 2016, Kotoge had vacated the junior titles he held and moved up to heavyweight. This started an incredible grudge on Harada's part, but it also freed him up to rejoin Tadasuke and later Hayata and Yohei to form Rattles. They named themselves after the Honey Badger, the Rattle, a small but fearless creature who could face down mighty enemies. Yeah, I really uh, love that quote that they used on the NOAA website about why they picked this animal as their uh, stable name, stating that they were the scariest animals in the world because they're small animals with a total of 80 to 100 centimeters, but they also face down lions that are much larger to them. So I thought that was just a really cute name to give a junior unit, very feisty, very fun. So that always stuck out to me. It was delightful. They are delightful. (laughs) (laughs) They formed this faction officially in February of 2017. And on May 27th, Hayata became the GHC junior heavyweight champion but he lost it a month later on June 25th to Taiji Ishimori. On August 26th, he and Yohei won the junior tag titles, and on September 3rd, it was announced that Hayata, Yohei, and Tadasuke had signed exclusive contracts with Noah. Now, Tadasuke became exclusive immediately, but Hayata and Yohei had a few more matches in Dove until the end of the year. 
Yohei was Dove Tag Champion with Kenshin Shikano at the same time as he was GHC Junior Tag Champion with Hayata. And Hayata won the Dove Heavyweight title after he signed with Noah, vacating on December 24th after three defenses. Also during this time, on October 1st, Harada beat Ishimori and became the junior champion, bringing more gold back to Rattles. So it took them a little while when the stable formed in February. It took them a while to start getting gold. But once that happened, they were pretty dominant, it looks like. Oh, yeah. They were going into 2018, especially. They were they won most of their matches. They were a very tight unit. They were very loudly friends form, you know, a force against the other factions. But at the same time, they weren't afraid to fight each other. Um, Hayata and Tadasuke, for example, challenged Harada for the junior title, and they paired off to fight each other in Tag League. Their dynamic as a group was most concisely telegraphed, I think, by Yohei's choice of nicknames. Um, Harada was boss, Tadasuke was mom, Yohei himself was husband, and Hayata was wife. Harada was in charge, and he acted like it, trying to order the others in line, even though he himself was also goofy at times. Tadasuke was also invested in keeping the faction on track, but he was less authoritative and more emotional about it. He was also often an afterthought, which is completely unacceptable. (laughs) Certainly makes him an interesting character, and as we get through this episode, that's definitely going to shine through. So, no secret that he's my favorite Rotel, but... uh... We'll definitely talk a little bit more about Tadasuke. Absolutely. Yohei and Hayata, as you might guess from the husband-wife nicknames, were very close. As I said earlier, they had been a team on and off since 2013. A lot of their interactions within Rattles involved the contrast between their personalities. Hayata was very reserved and quiet, while Yohei was loud and hyper and constantly teased Hayata, trying to make him talk more. Hayata had been quiet for a very long time, but he hadn't always been this reserved. That became more pronounced during his time in Noah. He used to be more playful and expressive, but he gradually withdrew. Now, Rattles put on a self-produced show on June 30th of 2018, which is also notable for being Seiki Yoshioka and Yuya Susumu's Noah debuts. They would go on to have a second produced show in late 2019, but I will talk more about that later. On September 1st, Kotaro Suzuki returned to Noah. No one knew at the time, but this was going to be the beginning of the end for Rattles. He said in his backstage comments that he had returned to show the current weak crop of Noah Juniors what true strength looked like. And he proved it by winning that year's Junior League and subsequently winning the Junior title from Harada, who had held it for 394 days at that point. Really dominant. Just a really dominant reign. It absolutely was. He won it shortly after Hayata had lost it, and he stuck with it for a long time. Absolutely. But uh, Kotaro's no no pushover. Absolutely not. A a legendary junior and absolutely deserves the title. So let's just talk a little bit more about him. He uh, went back to tagging with Ogawa. Yes. Ogawa had trained him. Ogawa has trained everyone. (laughs) Um, But specifically... As the first trainee to come out of the Noah Dojo, Kotaro and Ogawa have that specific trainer-mentee bond. And so they started teaming again pretty much as soon as Kotaro came back to Noah. Um, Hayata and Tadasuke both tried to win the junior title from him and bring it back to Rattles, but they were both unsuccessful. In December, Harada challenged him, and Kotaro agreed on one condition. If Harada lost... Rattles would have to disband. Oh, no. <laughs> so already this is two very dominant forces butting oh, yeah. head. Oh, yeah. No, we've got a, we got a lot of uh, drama already and a lot of um, Ogawa's influence. As you said, Ogawa and Harada do not get along. So uh, you can definitely see the ways that Ogawa's already trying to uh, break up this faction. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, luckily for Rattles... Harada won on December 16th. He regained the title from Kotaro, so Rattles was safe. Except that the next second, Yohei kicked Harada in the head, and he joined Ogawa and Kotaro. <laughs> um, Ogawa and Kotaro's like, vague team that they had had hadn't really had a team name so far, but once Yohei joined, they announced they would be called Stinger. And so Stinger and Rattles were officially rivals now, three members each. And thus is born one of the most legendary feuds in uh, the Noah Jr. division. 
it lasted for so long and it was so intense. All right. So let's get into it as we get into 2019. Yes. So Stinger officially formed at the end of 2018, but their first match against Rattles was on January 6th of 2019. And even though Stinger won, Rattles showed that they still knew how to counter Yohei's trickery, undermining the tricks that he had used to help them in the past. After the match, Ogawa confronted Hayata, but both teams ended up leaving peacefully. Stinger did, though, continue to approach Hayata throughout January, during and after matches. And every time, Hayata just looked frustrated and bewildered. Sometimes Ogawa would speak to him in the corner. Um, sometimes Yohei would offer him a handshake. Sometimes Kodoro would just come up after a match and whisper in his ear. All of them were, were working very hard on persuading Hayata here. And on February 1st, that finally paid off, when Hayata finally accepted Yohei's handshake and joined Stinger. He looked extremely torn and uncertain even then, but he shook hands with each of them in turn and left with them. And that was something that surprised me, was that uh, Kotaro was sort of in on getting Hayata to join them as well. Uh, that was something that was unexpected until you had uh, sent me that uh, video of them uh, talking. And yeah, he he pulls him over and hugs and whispers in his ear. I was very surprised that Kotaro was in on the gang, but um, definitely gives a uh, flavor to the storyline that they were all in on it. Yeah, they were all working together for it. And now that the blonde couple, as Yohei referred to them, had reunited, Yohei was ecstatic and Ogawa was very pleased with himself. Hayato was as silent as he always was, but he nodded along to Yohei's, you know, enthusiastic comments. Um, Harada and Tadasuke were more shocked than anything, I think. They weren't particularly vicious about, you know, declaring that they were going to get revenge on Hayata. They were just confused and startled that, that this had happened to them. Then on February 24th, Ogawa and Kodoro won the tag titles from the Backbreakers, with Hayata and Yohei ringside seconding. When all of Stinger were in the ring after the match, Tadasuke rushed in and started urging Hayata to leave. The new tag champions easily overpowered him, um, each holding him by one of his arms, and Ogawa invited Hayata and Yohei to kick him. But at the last moment, Hayata turned and kicked Yohei instead. <laughs> now, this was only three weeks after leaving Rattles, but Hayata had already returned. He, of course, he'd been reluctant to leave in the first place, and he seemed very proud of himself that he had come back. Oh. <laughs> Tadasuke was also overjoyed. He was almost shaking Hayata. He was so excited. And he immediately announced that he and Hayata would be challenging Stinger for the tag titles. Now, Tadasuke's desperation and emotion here really gets to me because Hayata had already kicked his longtime partner in the face. And he had already agreed to go for the tag titles with Tadasuke. But Tadasuke still felt the need to beg him to return officially and do the Rattles pose with him and Harada, just needing that extra reassurance, which goes back to Yohei calling him the mom of the group, the, the one who keeps them all together. You can really, really see that there. And that's a, a really telling moment for Tadasuke and also for Hayata, um, sort of acting on his uncertainty and uh, finding a place where he belongs, which is a, a big part of his character, as it turns out, as the story goes on. Yeah, absolutely. To, to realize that he doesn't necessarily have to follow Yohei's urging to also be following what he wants to do. It's very important to him and will absolutely affect the rest of his story. All right. But how did Ogawa and Kotaro and uh, I guess Yohei react to this betrayal? Uh, Ogawa and Kotaro were horrible. They were extremely <laughs> about it. They had a Shupro interview in March of that year where Ogawa said that it was okay because Yohei was more focused and successful with Stinger anyway. And Kotaro said, quote, the married couple have divorced. There is no remarriage, unquote, which is just an astounding line, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> very, very cold, very to the point, very Kotaro, very, very Kotaro. Exactly. Cold and straightforward and cruel about everything they can possibly think of. Yohei at this time was not as decisive about it as they were. He was still calling Hayata his wife at this time, not even his ex-wife or anything, just his wife who was now his enemy, and said that this, this was completely fascinating and he looked forward to fighting him again to get revenge on him. Okay. Um, Hayata and Tadasuke were unsuccessful in their tag title challenge against Stinger. 
And then Harada lost the junior singles title to um, Tanaka, but the Rattles continued on as a three-man team. Every time they fought Stinger, which was pretty often, it was obvious that they were still taking Yohei's betrayal personally, and they pulled out all the stops to undermine him, even if that sometimes left them open to being targeted by Ogawa and Kodoro. Then on April 30th, Yohei was injured. During a match against the Backbreakers, he felt a pain in his side that was later diagnosed as a collapsed lung. Jesus. (laughs) Yes. I mean, he still won the match because he's a professional, but Ogawa had to help him out of the venue, and he would spend most of the next month in the hospital. While he was in the hospital, Hayata visited him, and then the rest of Rattles also. Um, He talked about this publicly on Twitter. It was no secret. And although we don't know whether Ogawa and Kodoro visited him, we can at least say that in kayfabe, they did not. This ultimately served to show the bond between these four men, that even when one of them had betrayed the rest, they either felt it was worth breaking kayfabe to show they supported him, or they decided that in kayfabe, their characters would put that aside. It's one of those things where real life impacts the story so much that it's impossible, I think, not to, to compare the two, to, to bring real life into this kayfabe situation, because either way, it shows their friendship. Yeah, and like you said, they talked about it publicly and had interviews about it. So it's very safe to say that they were bringing it into the kayfabe story, which is something that uh, Noah does extremely well, is that the lines of kayfabe and reality just blur together really beautifully at times. And this is a really, really good example of that. Yeah, and to your point, um, Yohei had a few interviews posted on the NOAA website, mm-hmm. and he said in those interviews that after talking with Hayata in the hospital, they had decided to team together in Junior Tag League, but Hayata was not going to be a member of Stinger, and Yohei was not going to be a member of Rattles. It was going to be an inter-faction team, and he was absolutely <laughs> sure that Ogawa and Kodoro would understand this. They did not. <laughs> Um, When Yohei returned on May 19th, he was seconding Stinger, and after that match, he told them to their faces that he would be teaming with Hayata. Ogawa pretended to be understanding for about five seconds, and then he attacked him. Hayata ran in to drape himself over Yohei to protect him from the beatdown, which was very sweet, but ultimately didn't do much good, until Harada and Tadasuke also came in to fight back. Um, Once Stinger were driven out, the rest of Rattles urged Yohei to rejoin them, and he triumphantly tore off his stinger shirt and he joined their crews, <laughs> declaring that he had come home. Tadaima. It's a very sweet moment. If you guys have not seen that match, please, please go ahead and check that out. It's just a really wonderful moment, and again, a very telling one for uh, Hayata's character and also Yohei's. It is. It, it was a very, very sweet moment for all of them. Um, and Yohei and Hayata went on to win the Junior Tag League after this, and specifically, they defeated Ogawa and Kodoro in the finals. Power of friendship and all that. Yeah, can't beat it. Also in Junior Tag League was Chris Ridgway. Um, He was teaming with Hitoshi Kumano, but after the Tag League finals, Ogawa announced that he would be joining Stinger. Throughout June and July, Noah interspersed the Global Junior League matches with their other shows, and all of the members of Rattles and Stinger participated. One thing that was interesting is that it became obvious over the course of the Junior League that Hayato was using more submission moves than he used to. He even tapped people out. Um, he'd also always been pretty susceptible to submission moves by other people. He was either unable or unwilling to deal with that much pain for very long. But especially in his matches against Ridgeway and Kodoro, he showed that he had also improved in that regard. He was able to withstand them for longer. Um, now, Hayata was the only Rattles member in his block that year. So the only way he would end up facing his teammates was if they met in the finals, which they did. Tadasuke beat Harada and Yohei and won a block. So the Junior League finals were a Rattles showdown. Hayata won. And this was treated as a victory for all of Rattles despite the fact that Tadasuke was visibly broken up about losing. He was slumped on the mat, his hair was in his face, he might even have been crying behind his hair, and the others just propped him up so that they could do their group pose. This, to me, is probably the most telling moment in, I guess, the cracks in their early 
like mid to early dynamic where you can really see like, yes, we can all fight against each other and be friends at the end of the day, but it starts to weigh on people and it starts to weigh on Tadasuke here, especially where they act as though, well, a victory for Rotels is a victory for all of us. So it doesn't really matter if you're upset Tadasuke and they're sort of writing off Tadasuke's own feelings of sadness and even inferiority. And this is just a really stunning moment. And I'm really glad when you had pointed it out to me, it really stuck out to me. Yeah, there was absolutely this feeling that he should just, he should either suck it up or not have any negative emotions to suck up. And he should just be happy for the people who did win because it was still his group that was victorious. Harada had um, a habit periodically of, he would refer to Tadasuke as number four in Rattles, which was unnecessarily cruel to, yeah. to call your teammate the the fourth member of your four-man group and that is also something that would come back to bite him later yeah yeah no that's and it's really telling of uh yes you know you can be friends and you can be rivals but sometimes uh you have to be a friend first and uh that's this is sort of where being a friend first doesn't win out over being you know a rival and so that's, it's just a really interesting moment in the dynamic of Rotel's sort of, uh, I know we're already at the beginning of the end, but this is sort of a, uh, almost a turning point, especially for Tadasuke. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. <clears throat> um, and shortly after this, there's going to be another shakeup because on August 4th, Achi Kotoge returned to the juniors as a member of Stinger in a match against Rattles, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Harada's reaction was not calm. He he threw a chair at Katoge, and Tadasuke had to corral him to leave the arena afterwards. <laughs> this was one of the first moments I had really uh, watched Harada as a wrestler. I had just sort of started getting into Noah properly and watching every show around this point in 2019. And this was, I think, one of the first matches I had ever really seen with him. It was very um, jarring to sort of get this part of his personality and then finding out that he's usually like a cool, collected kind of ace character. So it was very, very funny to uh, look back on this now. Yeah, Kotoge absolutely brings it out in him. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really great. Um, on the same show that this happened, by the way, um, Hayata faced Minoru Tanaka for the junior title. This was his right as the winner of Junior League. It also happened to be his birthday, which is fun. He won. He regained the junior cha championship. And Yohei, who had been seconding him, came to the ring to congratulate him. While he was still hugging him, Yohei told Hayata that he would be his first challenger. <laughs> on his birthday. Yeah, not the best thing to do on your birthday. Yeah, Hayata definitely looked pretty exasperated. He wasn't exactly happy about this challenge, was he? He was not. He was pretty rude when he accepted the challenge, but he did accept it, and they left the, the ring together. So there was some possibly tension there, but they were, they were still, you know, being friends about it. Typical Ra tells things at that point. At that point, yeah. <laughs> On August 25th, Harada defended the IPW junior heavyweight title against Ridgeway, and afterwards he asked in the ring if there were any other challengers. The crowd very enthusiastically nominated Katoge, and Katoge somewhat reluctantly came out to the ring. They agreed to a challenge, um, but in the backstage comments afterwards, Katoge and Harada both expressed that they didn't want to fight each other. They didn't want to have this match but they were resigned to following through because the fans so badly wanted to see it, which is very charming to me, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I <laughs> like it. Do. I like when uh, the fans sort of act as a character or a driving force in wrestling. So it's really cool. And it also speaks towards the relationship these two have, this rivalry that they have nourished over the years, which I'm sure we could cut an entirely different episode all just on them, but uh, we'll save that for another time. Uh, instead, let's uh, just talk about the match itself. Did he win? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Katoge won. Um, it was on September 16th. Katoge beat Harada. And surprising no one, this did not make Harada hate him any less. <laughs> Rattles and Stinger would go on to have many, many more matches. And Katoge and Harada continually targeted each other during these matches. 
But to backtrack a moment, on the same show where Harada lost the IPW title to Kitoge, Hayata successfully defended the GHC title against Yohei. Um, they'd fought each other before in singles and in tags, but something in this match changed Hayata's approach going forward. Not just with Yohei, but in general. At one point, Yohei appeared injured. He was cringing against the ropes, and the ref was checking on him who, um, while also trying to keep Hayata from getting too close, just in case he attacked him while he was down. Hayata got past the ref, though. He was very clearly concerned, and he started to kneel next to Yohei to make sure he was all right, which is when Yohei revealed that he wasn't injured at all, and he laughed gleefully as he attacked Hayata. Hayata did still go on to win, but um, he and Yohei left together up the winner's ramp, which was very sweet, but it was still sort of a betrayal of trust there that Hayata actually cared enough to make sure that Yohei was okay, and Yohei used that against him. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, very devious, very stinger Yohei-esque, which is, uh, I guess Yohei is always uh, a little bit of a scamp, but uh, to do that against your own tag team partner, that takes a special amount of moxie. Yeah, it's it's a specific attitude, right? <laughs> yeah, don't know how I feel about that, but I guess Hayata is more of a forgiving sort than I am. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. After the match, after they left together, in the backstage comments, Yohei asked Hayata for another chance to challenge, um, another chance to prove himself. Hayata agreed, but he also left the comment area after that, leaving Yohei to keep making his own comment alone. In the lead-up to their second match, Yohei absolutely doubled down on emphasizing the bond between himself and Hayata. Going all in on the husband and wife thing, he said backstage that while there was this tension between them heading into the title match, they no longer kissed before bed. Um, he said that he felt sorry for Hayata, but he was definitely going to beat him, and then they would kiss again. <laughs> He's always like this, incessantly. But it, it is interesting to me that he doubled down right after pretty publicly showing Hayata why he shouldn't be trusted. Yeah, that that is a pretty interesting point. We'll see... Was he more trustworthy in the second match? It's hard to tell whether he was trustworthy, but whether he was or not, Hayata did not trust him. Their second match was on November 2nd, and at one point, Hayata hit his finisher, the headache, on Yohei, who rolled out of the ring. The referee started a 20 count, and where, whereas in their previous match, Hayata had gone to check on Yohei, this time he just waited, expressionless, on the absolute opposite side of the ring as far away from Yohei as he could get. And he just waited until Yohei was able to get back in the ring at a count of about 19.9 because he wasn't going to let himself be fooled again. So whether or not Yohei was attempting any trickery here, Hayato was not going to fall for it. Yeah, I see. So he had learned his lesson. That is very interesting. And it's always really cool to see from like consecutive matches like that. But uh, yeah, it definitely shows a lot of learning from Hayata. And, you know, it paid off for him. He won again. And yeah. this time, last time they had left together, but this time they both left separately. Um, Hayata didn't give a post-match comment at all, which he usually doesn't. And Yohei was openly distressed. He was crying about his loss. Um, the match was in Ryugoku, and he was very proud that he and Hayata had had a match together in such a big and important venue, especially after having come up together through the Indies. But he wanted so badly to win. And the principle of this big match wasn't enough to make him truly happy. And that goes back to uh, Tadasuke in a lot of yeah. ways, wouldn't you, wouldn't you say? Where Tadasuke wasn't happy, even though their team had still won. And you can still see that here with Yohei, where, yeah, we're happy. We've had a good match. It's on a big venue. But... I'm not happy because I didn't win. So that shows a little bit of a uh, cracking in the team all for one mentality. Absolutely. And it's notable, I think, that both of these were against Hayata. Yes. Hayata is a force to be reckoned with, huh? <laughs> for better or worse. But they did keep working together. This is definitely not the end for them. They did. They did keep working together. And actually on the same show as that match, Harada and Tadasuke won the tag titles off of Stinger, so there was more gold back in Rattles as a result, although it did also mean that Yohei was the only Rattles member with no title. Mm. This, this is important, though. This was Tadasuke's first GHC title, 
it is to date his only GHC title, which needs to change eventually, but it eventually. was still an important milestone. <laughs> um, Katoge still had the IPW title, but not for long. Um, Harada quickly set his sights on it again, and he beat Katoge to, re- to regain the title on November 16th. Then, a little bit later on November 24th, Rattles had their second produced show. Now, the first Rattles produce had been a fairly normal show as faction produces go. They had matches they'd been thinking about for a while, um, some matches with friends who weren't with the company and wouldn't otherwise be able to fight them, but none of it played into kayfabe very much. Like, this is normal. Producers tend to be more of a mishmash than story drivers. The second produce, though, so Rattles had been fighting Stinger more or less constantly for nearly a year at this point. Since Yohei joined in December 2018 through various upheavals, the two factions had been focused on each other, almost to the exclusion of any other feuds. You might think that given a chance to put on their own show and do whatever they want, Rattles might take a break from Stinger for one night. But you would be wrong. <laughs> whole show. The whole show was Stinger versus Rattles. There were four singles matches determined by chance at the start of the show. And then to end the show, they had a two-faction, eight-man elimination match. I mean, admittedly, there were two other matches in there to give them time to rest and plan, but five out of the seven matches were Rattles on Stinger. It was like they couldn't get enough of fighting each other. More than that, though, um, the matches on this show furthered the story between the factions in ways that I hadn't expected. Ridgeway, who had already challenged Hayata for the junior championship, um, ended up fighting Tadasuke. Hayata fought Kotoge to a time limit draw. Harada fought Kotaro, and Ogawa fought Yohei in what I thought was the most interesting match of the night. Right from the jump, Ogawa was vicious and violent toward Yohei. He gouged his eyes. He threw him against the ring post. At one point, he was even about to hit him with a folding chair when suddenly Hayata came out to stop him. Unfortunately, the referee was more concerned with preventing Hayata from interfering than he was with what Ogawa was doing behind his back. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Typical referee uh, nonsense, but... So while Hayata was trying to protect Yohei, Ogawa was able to use that distraction that Hayata was inadvertently causing to hit Yohei with the ring bell and throw him against the sides of the ring even more. Um, Even once they got back in the ring, he was still worked up. He was wrenching Yohei's limbs until Hayata finally threw his shirt in to stop the match. Yohei was not happy about this. His pride was on the line, and he did not want the match to end that way. And he shoved Hayata away at first before eventually agreeing to lean on him on the way to the back. So Hayata's efforts to help him had ultimately only caused him more pain, both physical and emotional. After these matches, there was an interim match to give them some time to recover, and then the elimination match began. The last elimination of the night, and I'm sorry for skipping over the whole rest of the match, but I recommend you watch it. Even though I'm about to spoil the end, I recommend you watch the whole thing. It was so good. Um, But the last elimination was Kotoge pinning Harada to win the match for Stinger. Afterwards, he got on the mic, and he sadly told Harada that with all the bad blood in their past, he didn't think there could ever be a happy ending between them. Such a raw line. It's such a haunting and raw line. I absolutely love it. It, it is. It's so, it's so pointed. It really, really is. Um, Stinger cleared out after that, after Kotoge said his piece, and they let Rattles close out the show, although they were somewhat embarrassed at their losses. But the seeds of understanding between the former Momo no Seishun teammates, as well as further seeds of dissent between Hayate and Yohei, have been sown here. That's really interesting how, and you said this before, how this Purdue show really helps forward the story. And you don't really see that with a lot of Purdue shows. Uh, of course, I could talk about uh, Keno's Diamond Purdue shows where they often have a lot of storyline implications. But for the most part, that's really uncommon. So it's really, really cool to see how these four took this opportunity to create something that played into their Noah storyline. I think that's just a really cool thing and it really speaks to their attention to detail in character storytelling. Yeah, it was something that really impressed me when I realized what they were doing. That just after so long of fighting these guys, they were still finding new ways to tell this story and they wanted to keep telling this story and they found their own ways to do it. (laughs) 
yeah, it's just, it's really great. It's really unique. It's extremely wrestling trademark, but no, it's just really good. And it just makes me feel really good about Rattels. And it is worth noting that getting a second produced show is a big deal. It does show just how popular Rattels is. And so it's just really uh, cool to see that they're taking this popularity and using it to further a story and sort of pursue the wrestling that they want to do and tell the stories they want to tell. And that's just a really great thing. And it's just great to see. And I highly recommend watching this Purdue show if our listeners have not watched it already. So a little bit after the Purdue show, um, on December 3rd, Hayata beat Ridgeway to keep the junior championship. And exactly as soon as Ridgeway was rolled out of the ring, Ogawa was in the ring to challenge. Even though this episode isn't necessarily about Stinger, I do want to note real quick that in the 20 years of Noah up to this point, Ogawa had never even challenged for the junior championship before. Since reinventing himself as a junior due to health concerns, he had mainly focused on building the division and continuing to train the new members of the roster. So him taking this active of a role and challenging was very significant. The title match was set for January 4th, which would be the first Noah show of the next year. Ridgeway had gone back to England, but the Rattles-Stinger matches didn't let up in the slightest. Ogawa especially targeted Hayata's ankle, to the point that Hayato routinely had to be helped out of the ring after matches. And there was one time when Harada threw in his shirt to stop Ogawa from torturing Hayata. But Hayata wasn't nearly as upset about it as Yohei had been when he had done the same thing. Harada and Yohei were actually both very protective of Hayata at this point, mm-hmm. while Tadashi was largely yelling at Stinger, not necessarily <laughs> confronting them physically in the ring, but antagonizing them constantly. As he tends to. He does. He's yeah, good at that. That's that's pretty in character for him. <laughs> and the thing is, this this might have been his own way of being protective because he was yeah. very much giving them a target that wasn't Hayata. Yeah. One thing that's interesting to me is that Harada and Katoge seem to have eased off of each other after Katoge's admission at the end of the Rattles Produce. Stinger and Rattles kept fighting, obviously, but those two didn't go out of their way to attack each other anymore. It's like finally naming what was between them, let them move past it just a little. Yeah, that is really interesting. That's sort of uh, saying like, okay, this is, we're never going to be friends again, sort of let them settle it down. So that's interesting, especially given, you know, what ends up happening, but that's another uh, story for a little bit later in the episode. (laughs) Yes. Um, the last Noah show of 2019 was a Sigiragun produced show, which was more like your average faction produced, and that it was matches the members thought would be funny rather than necessarily story building. But one match was both. It was a four-way elimination match between all the members of Rattles. Briefly, Hayata eliminated every single other member. He was delighted at himself. He was laughing as they left the ring one by one. He was the junior champion. He was victorious over his teammates. And quite frankly, it was more emotion than he had shown in a long time. I've, I've mentioned that he was generally withdrawn in Noah, but somewhere near the end of 2019, he really started to regain the mean streak he'd had on the Indies. Very, very important to note there, especially as we get into 2020. Yes. Now, 2020 was, of course, Noah's 20th anniversary year, and they had all sorts of celebrations planned. And then COVID happened, and they did their best to press on, but like most of the world, a lot of the year is kind of a blur. Despite that, a whole lot happened. Ogawa defeated Hayata for the junior championship. This is winning it for the first time. After the match, he held out a hand to Hayata, who was well known to be reclusive and avoid contact with people who weren't, who weren't in his faction. Occasionally, he would avoid contact with anyone who wasn't specifically Yohei. Despite this, After looking at Ogawa for a long moment, he shook his hand, and he didn't protest as Ogawa pulled him into a hug. Wow. The the rest of Rattles, yeah, ringside, looked as confused as the audience was. But Hayata doesn't give backstage comments, and Ogawa refused to elaborate on what he meant by it. Throughout January, Hayata was noticeably continuing to smile viciously when he won, and his use of submission moves also increased. I'll never know for sure, but I think he must have been training with Ogawa during 2019 and 2020, like in real life, to improve his submission game like this. But even in kayfabe, he was getting a lot of practice being put in submissions, and that might have helped too. 
Now, the local junior league was in January that year, and it was a four-block tournament. Each member of Rattles was in a different block, so they weren't able to face each other. Even so, Haruda won the tournament, and thus the right to challenge Ogawa. Um, Yohei and Hayata challenged Kotoge and Kotaro for the junior tag titles at the end of January, but it would turn out to be a very long time before they could have that match. Now, Harada had initially claimed that he wouldn't challenge Ogawa for the junior title right away, but he would wait to pin him normally. That didn't last long, though, because a few shows later, he started talking like Ogawa was dodging him. <laughs> he did finally properly challenge, which left Tadasuke as the only member not challenging for a title. Ogawa insisted that if Harada was going to challenge him, he would also have to put the IPW title on the line, but Harada refused. The match was made anyway. <laughs> of course. Uh, like oil and water, those two. Just absolutely dreadful forever. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's it's just a really compelling and almost funny relationship, how those two are just constantly at each other's throat. Yeah. With Ogawa putting obstacles in the way of Harada's challenge, Kotaro and Kotoge were also being very stubborn. They insisted that until Hayata or Yohei directly pinned one of them, with no assistance from the rest of their faction and with no cheating, they wouldn't be allowed to challenge. This led to Rattles shuffling their own cards, switching Tadasuke out for Hayata so they could increase the odds of a direct pin. This looks a little bit like Junior League 2019 in terms of Tadasuke's sacrifice being spun as a win for all of Rattles. Especially considering he was the only one without a belt to challenge for, it must have felt like insult to injury. Yeah, that's an extremely good detail to point out that I do not know I would have caught with the shuffling. But yeah, in a lot of ways, it is Tadasuke sort of sacrificing himself and sacrificing the chance of getting a pin, getting a win over a champion for the sake of Hayata and Yohei being able to challenge. So, By the time Stinger finally allowed the tag title challenge, Hayata's ribs had been badly injured by their persistent attacks, and he actually had to miss several shows because of it. But by the end of February, both Rattlestinger title matches were set. Unfortunately, starting in March, shows started to be postponed or outright canceled. Without going into all the rescheduling details, the short version is that the title matches were eventually held without an audience on March 29th, on the same show as the famous stare-down match <laughs> between Go Shizaki and Kazuki Fujita. In the lead-up to this show, Harada made it very clear that he wanted revenge on Ogawa for everything he had put Rattles through, from stealing Yohei and Hayata to scarring Harada's forehead. It really sounds like he was continuing to treat his teammates' loyalty as a personal insult, but unfortunately that did not win him the title. <laughs> Ogawa had been fear-mongering um, about destroying Rattles and possibly also Stinger, but on March 29th, after he successfully defended the title, it would actually be Kotaro who split Stinger by attacking Ogawa to challenge. After this show, there were no more junior matches until late April, and Tadasuke filled the void by starting an incredible streak of, live, of Instagram live streams in which he got drunk. This continued for several months, with other members of Rattles sometimes participating, but less often as the year wore on. Meanwhile, Ogawa and Kotaro were squabbling over their upcoming title match and the apparent dissolution of Stinger, with Kotoge caught in the middle. Ogawa was insistent that Stinger was over, but he still brought Kotoge along to do his dirty work, and Kotoge apparently had nothing to say about this, at least at the time. After Ogawa and Kotaro's match on April 19th, Kotaro asked Ogawa to go for the tag titles with him so that he could be a double champion. While Ogawa was still deciding, Hayata and Yohei came out holding the tag titles. Yohei urged them to reunite, because after all, they would have to be on the same page and at the top of their game to beat the married couple. Ogawa seemed to agree, because he and Kotaro officially challenged, and Yohei and Hayata both accepted the challenge. Hayata even actually spoke. <laughs> on Twitter after this, Kotoge just said, huh? Which was also my reaction. <laughs> yeah, very, very confusing there. The actual title match wasn't until a month later, but May 9th and 10th would fundamentally change the landscape of Noah's junior division. The tag title match on the 9th started very violently and continued the same way. Yohei was almost broken in half by Ogawa. Um, Kodoro got an atomic drop from Hayata. All of them were being as harsh and vicious with each other as they possibly could, and their teamwork was 
amazing because Hayata and Yohei had known each other for so long, but Ogawa and Kotaro had known each other for 20 years. So they were, they were more than a match. At one point, just when it seemed like Yohei had the match won, Hayata broke away from where he had been restraining Ogawa and kicked Yohei in the head. He had joined Stinger a second time, and he was a much better fit now than when he had hesitantly joined in early 2019. And he seemed genuinely amused that his former teammates were upset. Yeah, you're starting to see that uh, cruel smiling side that had been developing since the end of 2019. You're now beginning to see that come out and sort of find a place. And that kind of goes into Hayata trying to find a place where he belongs, would you say? Yes, absolutely. He had been, as you said, developing this, this new attitude, this new personality. And Rattles didn't seem like a great fit for it, especially if they were going to keep presenting him when he beat them. <laughs> yeah, and that's interesting you should say that because Yohei has those moments of being just an awful little like gremlin, for lack of a better term. But there's still that, you know, resentment when they fight and when he defeats them that sort of comes into play there where he can't really feel like he can be his true self. It's a very, very interesting interpretation, but I, I think it's really on the nose. Yeah, and after this, um, after he officially joined Stinger again, he very pointedly vacated the tag titles he had held with Yohei. And he and Ogawa were all set to leave when Tadasuke grabbed the mic and challenged them for the now vacant titles. This is actually similar to when Hayata had rejoined mm -hmm. Rappels in the first place, when Tadasuke instantly jumped to, okay, we're going to challenge Stinger for the tag titles then. He jumped to himself and Yohei challenging now. Very much a parallel there. You can really feel that. Kodoro, um was kind of left by the wayside here. He had wanted this match so he could be a double champion, but that was completely ignored for now for the sake of interfaction drama. After the show, um, Kotoge once again tweeted, huh? Which is fair because no one had told him when Stinger were splitting or that they were getting back together, or that they were getting a new member. Poor Kotoge. Honestly, on May 10th, the next day, Kodoro and Kotoge had a match against the Sigiragun Juniors. And after they were victorious, Kotoge headbutted Kodoro and told him that he wasn't at all happy about the recent lack of communication. And he especially did not want to be on a team with Hayata. He then formed a team full throttle with um, Hajime Ohara and Seiki Yoshioka. Ogawa didn't care about this at all. He said backstage that he was happy to work with Hayata and he was glad to be rid of, quote, an annoying person I didn't want, unquote. And even though it's obviously illegal to be rude to Kitogo, <laughs> I have to admit that Ogawa had a right to be happy with his choices because he and Hayata beat Tadasuke and Yohei to win the tag titles, bringing all the GHC junior titles back to Stinger. It was actually really interesting to watch Stinger's behavior in that tag match because they barely cared about it. The match started with a double countout, and Stinger were perfectly happy to leave after that bell. And, you know, why wouldn't they? Tadasuke was the one who had challenged them. Hayata had deliberately given the titles up. This was Rattle's emotional headache to deal with, not Stinger's. Cold as ice. Cold as ice. God. Despite that, after the match was restarted, Hayata pinned Yohei very decisively. And afterwards, Tadasuke declared that Rattles was no more. The remaining three would go on teaming, but Rattles was four people and could no longer exist. Now, I know some fans assumed this would be another short-lived split like they'd done in the past, but as it turned out, they were very much in for a long-haul breakup. Yeah, I actually had assumed that it would have been a short-term as well. I figured, um, I think after... Hayata and Yohei broke up. I figured we would be looking at another reunion probably later in the year by October was my prediction, but I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. <laughs> Yohei um, backstage was absolutely heartbroken about this split. Unlike the previous time they had split, this time he was very clearly calling this a divorce and calling Hayata his ex-wife. While Harada and Tadasuke very loudly demanded that Hayata face them personally. Just like with the previous splits, Tadasuke was desperate for peace, and he wanted to understand why Hayata had left, even though he was also angry. And Harada, as usual, seemed to be taking it as more of a slight against him than against Yohei, even though Yohei had been way more directly attacked multiple times. 
my favorite quote from this period is when Harada was asked in a PKDX interview whether he was angry at Hayata, and he said, I was so embarrassed and irritated. He would move on to proper anger, but at the start, it was like Hayata had committed a gaffe or had insulted him rather than betraying the whole faction. At the same time, he pointed out that Hayata was laughing more than ever now, more than he had ever laughed in Rattles. Hayata really seemed to have regained his playful cruelty, shedding the bashful demeanor he'd taken on. There are always going to be miscommunications in the ring, but in the aftermath of Hayata's betrayal, they were way more obvious when the group formerly known as Rattles were fighting. They would often find themselves in the way of each other's kicks and lariats that were intended for the other team, and although they didn't openly get mad at each other about them, it was very stressful to see these potential cracks in a team that had just splintered in a big way. It looked like the next betrayal could have been just around the corner. In the end, it took about three months. This was three months of Harada focusing single-mindedly on Hayata, on revenge, on the worthless IPW title, until Tadasuke finally had enough. Unfortunately, he took it out on Yohei first, turning on him on August 19th in a match against Congo's Hao and Nio, and he just left while Yohei weakly reached out after him. For what it's worth, Congo seemed completely baffled by this. This was not a plan that Tadasuke had. He was just gone. He was just done with rattles. Really sad to see, like, just the amount he had put into this group of friends. Um, and then it just became too much and he just left. He just gave up. And it's, uh, it's really a heartbreaking moment, honestly. It is. It absolutely is. If you watch the match, you can see Yohei sort of reaching out to him mm-hmm. just weekly before collapsing to the mat. It's, it's heartbreaking for both of them because... Tadasuke was suffering so much and he had been trying so hard to pull this terrible faction together and they just wouldn't do it no matter how hard he tried. Yeah, he's always the first one when a betrayal happens to try to scrape it together to make a tag challenge to uh, get things back together and him declaring Rattel's was over was really what ended it because he is in a lot of ways their heart and their glue. So watching him walk away like this could only be really, really upsetting to Yohei who had, you know, nicknamed him mother at that point. So it's a, a very telling moment, very good, good moment and very dramatic, very, very dramatic. Yeah, Tadasuke was absolutely determined to act on his own at this point. Immediately after this match, he said backstage that since Harada was being selfish and was only focusing on his own interests, then he, Tadasuke, would also be selfish. He didn't have any particular plan yet, but he was going to act on his own desires rather than on someone else's grudge. After this, he also said on Instagram that he would no longer be doing his live streams, which is interesting because it retroactively establishes them as character work. It wasn't just a guy streaming during lockdown, not even just a guy getting drunk during lockdown, but a guy in a dissolving faction with increasingly strained bonds who stopped publicizing his coping methods once he decided his former friends were not his problem anymore. It's really painful to think about it that way, but you're right. When he brings that into the current storyline, he really is making it kayfabe which is very, very interesting. And again, it goes back to what I was saying and something that just Noah does more than a lot of companies and can do it really, really skillfully when at the hands of a really, really good character worker, such as the members of Rotels and in this case, Tadasuke. Yes, he, he absolutely is such a great character worker. He's, he's so, so focused and so determined even when he's determined to be horrible. <laughs> He is, he is. And and he was uh, pretty determined to be horrible on his own for a couple weeks, um, but that did not last. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you're right. For a couple weeks, he was pretty much a lone wolf. He acted like he didn't care about anyone or anything. He had singles matches after that with Yohei and then with Harada. But after um, during, rather, during the match against Harada on August 22nd, Hao and Neo interfered, and Tadasuke officially joined Congo. Backstage, he doubled down on what he had already said, which is that Harada was selfish, and he was going to go his own way, which happened to be with Congo. 
going back to Harada calling him fourth place in rattles, Tadasuke said that, well, if that were the case, then Harada was fifth place and Yohei was sixth. I'm genuinely unclear where his vitriol towards Yohei comes from here, except maybe it was his bond with Hayata that made the betrayal hurt so much. Most of Tadasuke's gripe seems to be with Harada's self-centeredness, but he sure attacked Yohei a lot without ever quite saying why. He just had enough. He's just a, he's just a mean man and he had enough. Which is absolutely fair. He jumped feet first into being a Congo junior once he joined. Um, the match where he officially joined was the afternoon show on the 22nd. And later that same day, there was an evening show and he seconded them at ringside. He even interfered for them. At one point, he grabbed Harada's legs from outside the ring to topple him. And after that show, Keno announced that the dissatisfaction Tadasuke had felt in Rattles had become his strong belief, and he would go forward shining like a diamond. Keno is always saying things like this. He sure is. <laughs> he sure is. But uh, no, I, I like that. I like that he uh, pointed out that the dissatisfaction um, even that sadness and that frustration could become a strong belief. And uh, I thought that was a really nice sentiment. And you get to see that with Tadasuke. And even now, as he uh, acts on his dissatisfaction, he's very loud about his uh, feelings towards things. And that, that is his strong belief. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Yeah, yes, we will. After Tadasuke left, Harada and Yohei continued on as a little nameless team for a while until a random show in the middle of the 2020 N1 tournament. They had just beaten Stinger on September 23rd when seemingly out of nowhere, Yohei kicked Harada in the head and sauntered off alone. Stinger eagerly attacked Harada after this, which resulted in the other junior factions coming out to scuffle until out of nowhere, Kotoge ran to the ring to fight them off. When the crowd realized that the former teammates were alone in the ring, even the guidelines not to yell during shows couldn't keep many of them from screaming. Slowly and awkwardly, Harada held out his hand. Equally slowly, equally awkwardly, Kotoge took it. Momo no Seishun had reunited after nearly four years of rivalry, and they declared that they would challenge Stinger for the tag titles. Kotoge's full throttle teammates didn't like this at all, any more than Ogawa had liked Yohei's plan to team with Hayata while still in Stinger. They stormed out to confront Kotoge, and he defended himself until they kicked him out. Backstage, they announced that Yohei had joined full throttle. So now all of Rattles were in separate factions, spread out over the whole junior division, and they proceeded to continue attacking each other relentlessly. Eight months after Yohei joined full throttle, when Yoshioka destroyed the faction to join Hayata, he did so by attacking Yohei the exact same way Hayata had. And nine months after that, when Yohei was kicked out of Paros del Mal de Japon, it was Kotoge and Harada who came to his rescue. So the Rattles history has really continued to influence the whole division, even for people who were never actually part of the faction. First, I must say, poor, poor Yohei. <laughs> I know uh, we talk about it a lot, especially on Twitter, about how uh, frequently Yohei is uh, the butt of these things. But uh, poor, poor, poor Yohei. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very much, um, feels like Rattels is still the hub of a lot of this junior division drama, especially as you're describing it right now. And in this era, yes, they're mostly all in separate factions. They're no longer one dominant force to be reckoned with, but they're still very much, um, the driving force of a lot of these narratives and a lot of this drama. Yeah, absolutely. The The junior division used to revolve around Rattles as a unit, but even now that they've split, all that means is that they've infiltrated the whole division. <laughs> Honestly, they were less powerful when they were contained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that. Sort of uh, spread out and divided and conquered, although often against each other. But to be fair, they fought each other even when they were teammates, so that hasn't changed. <laughs> And they really enjoy it. You can really tell in their matches that they really, really like fighting each other. They like fighting with each other too, but uh, fighting with each other, fighting against each other, it's really a special thing. So yeah, let's talk about uh, where they are now. So now that um, Harada has reunited with Kotoge and Momo no Seishun continue to be an active team in the Noah Juniors, Harada has finally thawed after an initial period of intense awkwardness and 
he and Kotoge as well have become a genuine force for good within the junior division. He lifts his teammates up and supports them, and he helps people who don't fit in the other factions. It's quite a difference from wanting to rule the division with an iron fist, let alone seeing disagreements as like personal insults. Yohei, meanwhile, has pretty much run the gamut. He's been in so many factions since then. He's run from shady to sleazy to now fully cheerful and enthusiastic, and it's sometimes hard to tell where his loyalties will lie when the wind changes, but his relationship with Harada is already way less mocking and more of a genuine friendship than it seemed to be when they were both in Rattles. That said, he has recently started calling him boss again, so I'm keeping an eye out for trouble just in case. <laughs> Can't be trusted, that Yohei. <laughs> Tadasuke has also learned from his time in Rattles. He has learned how to go forward, acting on the way that he was disrespected. But unfortunately, that's both good and bad. He's always been excitable and mean, frankly, but he's really gone to extremes lately. And it absolutely stems from how he learned friendship worked from people who took him for granted. He refuses to be taken for granted anymore, and he no longer pins his worth on whether his teammates stay together, but he reacts by hounding them forever. He's absolutely certain that he's in the right because they're the ones who hurt him. It's really sad uh, to see, but it's uh, definitely connects to everything we were talking about in this episode of how he sort of learned from that pain, that disrespect, that now he needs to bite back instead of desperately trying to keep them together. And uh, you can definitely see that with that storyline with how. And um, even with Alejandro as well, that he's uh, he's very bitter now, but that he's sort of following that strong belief that Rotel's kind of gave him through that dissatisfaction. Yeah, absolutely. He's not, you know, pleading for a reunion or anything. He's just trying to punish them forever. Yeah, it's very painful, very, very painful, very unhealthy, but that's compelling and that's wrestling. And that's it's just really, really interesting character work. So speaking of character progress, let's talk about our fourth member. Let's talk about Hayata. I know there's some hot takes here, but uh, let's, let's look into this guy. Okay, so Hayata. Two years later, he's still with Stinger. Despite the faction's history of volatility, he's still there. And he's become crueler and more versatile the longer he trains with Ogawa. It's become increasingly obvious to me that his previous lack of effect was more of a character choice than an actual disinterest in engaging. And he's also gotten a lot better at matching his opponent's styles to show them off, which is frankly what a champion should do. Like I, I absolutely understand complaints about him being champion when so many other juniors haven't been. I do. But he has made so much progress as a character and a wrestler through these title runs. And it's just really interesting to examine. Yeah, and thank you for that, because um, there are a lot of complaints about him as champion, and I understand them, and I actually did not like Hayata for a very long time, because um, like you said, I thought he was just disinterested, it didn't feel like he wanted to be a wrestler, but now as the storyline has sort of reached its summit, as it were, um, it's very obvious that that was a character choice, and that's something that he put on, and now he's sort of shedding that for this playful cruelty, uh, almost cat-like, which is how I describe him a lot. And um, it, it makes him a lot more engaging. He's grown a lot and he's grown a lot um, style-wise too, which you pointed out through probably training with Ogawa more closely. So there's been a lot of good here with him and Stinger. So I'll, I'll definitely argue for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, like I said, I understand the objections. I do, but I, I just think that the story is a little deeper than that. <laughs> Yeah, well said. And thank you for saying that for sure. So my conclusion basically here is that rattles were horrible. <laughs> they were awful and they were awful for each other. And as I said at the beginning, all of them are better off now, but none of them would be this good if they hadn't had the experience of teaming together. They through that, they learned what they wanted and what they hated. And after they fell apart, they took those lessons forward into their their new characters, their new factions. And in the process, they really shaped Noah's modern junior division. That's really well said. And like I said, you can feel it even today that uh, you can't escape Rattel's mm -hmm. as uh, each one of these four members just really, really pushes that Noah junior division forward. 
And uh, I know that I wouldn't want it any other way, but uh, I don't think Seb would either. No, absolutely not. I love this. I love it so much. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. And uh, yeah, thank you again. This was absolutely delightful. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk about them. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to and supporting Kickout. All of your constant support and feedback and kind comments really mean so much to us. Please don't forget to subscribe to or follow us on your platform of choice so that you get our episodes first when they drop. Subscribing to us and giving us a five-star review or rating us on your preferred platform really, really helps us as we grow Kickout. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Kickout299. You can check out our blog at kickout299.wordpress.com. And if you want to submit questions or feedback that we may read on a future podcast episode, or if you have any interest in submitting a pitch to the blog or podcast, please contact us by email. That's kickout at 299 at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Twitter. We've got some future episodes coming up. We've got our NOAA Factions episode on August 2nd. We have Misawa and Kobashi's rivalry that we're covering with our friend Jack, and that will be on August 16th. And as always, make sure you follow our Twitter to see what else we have planned for upcoming episodes and projects. Thank you so much. And in the immortal words of Alicia, we'll talk to you soon.